The following contest is scheduled for one fall! I've seen that man before, that's Randy Phil. The other one's some kind of half-man, half-monkey. It's a massive duplex and not one dragon in sight. Hello, all you beautiful, sweaty marks, you gorgeous shaggers. It's me, Mikey Mac the Monkey Man. I am offshore, recording live from the North Sea. Happy and sunny as usual. Randy Phil is also offshore in a different place. I could probably see him with binoculars if I looked hard enough. But um, I don't know if I'm ready for the glory that is Randy Phil in the flesh. So this week we're going to cover Dynamite and Rampage. And let's be clear, right? First things first, let's jump you over to your boy, Randy Phil. Ladies and gentlemen, Marks and Shaggers, duplexers of all ages it is the pay-per-view thrill randy phil <laughs> back for some more aew dynamite and rampage action we're just going to kick off first match first match of the week cm punk versus bobby fish yes better than what i was expecting for this match not that either guy's shite but you just don't know what you're expecting do you you don't know i wasn't expecting much and i was fucking blown away this was a fantastic match must have went about 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. All throughout the match, Bobby Fish is working that legacy and Punk, trying to stop that go-to-sleep happening. Didn't work. Bobby Fish did, in fact, go to sleep. Kicked out. Did he kick out before three? It was on three or just after three. Yeah. I thought it was a fuck-up. I thought it was a wrong finish. I got worked. I was a sweaty mark for it. That's exactly what they were wanting you to do, wasn't it? They wanted to play this. Bobby Fish working the knee of CM Punk. Kicks out just after the three. CM Punk looks a bit fucking pissed off. Looks a bit shocked. Then he's happy with the win. It was just a fucking good match overall, wasn't it? Yeah. But I've got some things I need to know coming off the back of this match. Bobby Fish, he needs a big win. He signed with AEW now. He beat Lee Moriarty. Who the fuck is that guy? That was a <laughs> buy-in for Rampage. Bobby Fish needs a big win and he needs it soon because he's been having the matches and he's been racking up the losses pretty fucking quick. And speaking of losses, when is CM Punk going to lose? Mm. He's on, what, a five? Four or five, I know. That cunt needs to take a loss soon. You can't have all these guys not losing. He's not losing. Brian Danielson's not losing. There's yeah. probably a few others not losing. Who the fuck's going to beat these guys? These guys are... Oh, Bray Wyatt. Get Bray Wyatt and He can start beating cunts. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm nearly done with seeing CM Punk just doing these exhibition matches, fighting people for the sake of fighting people. I want him in a proper feud. I want him to fight somebody for a reason. Yeah. Don't doesn't even need to be a title match. Just give me some plot. And that's why I hate fucking making notes separately because if we watch Rampage we get some plot yep. and we'll get there when we get there so Mikey opening match of the week what did you make it Are you, did you enjoy the match was the result what we were expecting of course it was we always expect a CM Punk win what do you think is going to happen to CM Punk we know what's going to happen to CM Punk we'll skip that for later Bobby Fish what's this guy doing other than fucking losing every week. Right, so, yeah, I did enjoy this match, man. I, I, I did enjoy it. It was a bit of a technical kind of barnstormer kind of thing, which is good. It's good to see CM Punk get a bit more technical. 
Not that he wasn't technical against Darby Allen or whatever, but I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I'm talking shite, as per usual. Um, I really enjoyed at the start, JR said that uh, CM Punk had set up for a GPS. That gave me a chuckle. Um, he won it with a GTS. It was good, man. It was a good match. I think you're right. Bobby Fish needs a win, doesn't he? So who's, who's he going to win? Who is at the right level for him to be like? That's a decent win. What about Luchasaurus? That'd be good. Um, Punk. Who's going to beat Punk? I, do you know who I want to beat Punk? It's Pack, but that's not going to happen, right? Doesn't matter. We know what happens. We'll get to that when we get to it. A uh, good opener for a good show. So let's go from there. So we go from banger of a match to a very fucking non-banger of a match. MGF with his accountability buddies Wardlow and Sean Spears versus who the fuck is Ray Donovan's <laughs> nephew Bryce Donovan. Why the fuck are you giving me Bryce Donovan? There are plenty of jobbers on the AEW roster you could have flung in here. Serpentico, Luther, give Luther some TV time. Love you, Luther. We miss Luther. Even Mikey Frankie Kazarian. Why Why am I not seeing Mikey Frankie? Or Chris Daniels, where's that cunt? I think he's on impact, but surely he's got an AEW contract. Surely. Anyway, MJF fucking squashed Bryce Donovan. What'd they do? Shook his hand, fucking flipped him into the turnbuckle, and then hit that pendulum pile driver, which is fucking fantastic anyway. Then he gets the pin. Then we get a shite promo. Well, I thought it was a shite promo. MJF teases Sting, fills the crowd, then actual Sting shows up, fills MJF, then Darby shows up, dressed as the Invisible Man, hits... Who the fuck does he hit? Wardlow. Aye. Takes out Wardlow with that skateboard with the thumbtacks on the bottom Manky. end, which looks brutal. And I still would not take that fucking shot any day fuck. of the week. No chance. And Darby, his music plays, he says, cut my fucking music. MJF, full gear, me, you, let's do this. And we've got our full gear match announced. Ugh. I'm not hyped for this yet, but we've got two more weeks, I think, before the pay-per-view. So you've got two weeks to get me hyped, boys. Mikey, what did you make of that absolute squash match? And are you hyped for this at all? Right, man, look, the squash match is what it is. Who gives a fuck, right? Squashed, fine. Who the fuck is Bryce Donovan? Who the fuck cares? Darby Allen. MJF is the kind of thing that I would have been super hyped for not that long ago, but the build's not been great. Um, although I have enjoyed MJF's fucking horrible promos about Darby's uncle and all this, but it's been pretty horrible. Um, it'll be a good match. That's See, the thing is, it's always in the back of my head that you know they're going to fucking deliver. You know it's going to be great. You know, worst case scenario out of all this is that we get an ongoing feud off the back of it. MGF does something dastardly and then they all carries on. Um, and then the other option is that Darby just puts him away and that's it done. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm expecting a good match, but I'm not hyped, if you know what I mean. I think by the end of the match, I'll be like, fuck, that was worth it. All that MGF stuff fucking bored me, but we got right back into the kick of things with the TNT champion, Sammy Guevara, I think he was defending the title against all-ego Ethan Page. Correct. 
and also the stake of the match was if Sammy loses, he's out the inner circle and he's not got a championship. Yep. If Sammy wins, then the inner circle get to choose who they fight at full gear out of America top team yep. and men of the year. Maybe I fucked that up. Maybe the title wasn't on the line. If it oh, wasn't, it was. then you can slag me off, Mikey. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't. But this match was a fucking banger start to end. Loved it. If you've not seen it, go see it. If you did see it, watch it again because it was fucking good. Two fucking young guys, Sammy Guevara, absolute stud that he is, retains... He fucking retained with a roll-up as well, the wee dick, didn't he? Yeah, he did. All aye. this fucking good match. Shite he part. did. Because it was a brilliant match. He was hitting a fucking shooting star press to Ethan Page on the outside. Ethan Page gets the upper hand eventually. Goes to go for an avalanche ego's edge. Sammy Guevara. What the fuck did he do? Did he roll out it? Nah, he didn't roll out it. He hit, he hit Ethan Page with a hurricane runner. Yep. Then fucking Ethan Page came to hit him again. Sammy ducked it and he got a roll-up. A fucking roll-up win for this match. Yeah, but It weird. was a good match, though. There was no shenanigans because everybody was barred for ringside. Ethan Page just doing good heel work and Sammy Guevara doing flippy shit. Sammy's always been a fucking flippy guy. Agile. He's so much better as a face doing this stuff because the crowd love it. Yeah. When he's a heel doing it, he's good as a heel because he's arrogant as fuck as when he does it. But the crowd love him as a face. I love him as a face. Sammy got the win, and we, the fans, got the mini stromage. <laughs> Scorpio Sky comes out to help his boy Ethan. Then the inner circle come down. They fucking wipe out Ethan and Scorpio Sky, chase them back. MGF absolutely gasping for a breath. Talks about them wanking in a hotel room. It was a very fucking subpar promo for Jericho. Then he announced at full gear, inner circle versus America top team. A 10-man tag match and it's going to be a Minneapolis street fight. Why the fuck do they always call a street fight the name of where they're going to be fighting? Because that's a street fight. But they never on. go out to the street. Just call it a fucking street fight. Don't get a pop by mentioning the fucking town. Nobody cares about a Minneapolis street fight. <laughs> but, Mikey, other than the obvious question of what did you think of the match? Tell me, who are your three picks going to be for the America top team? I think it's a given that it's Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Yeah. Then Inner Circle, next week on Dynamite, I think, they're going to be picking the three of America top team. Dan Lambert has to be in this fucking match. It has 20%. to be. If he's not, he's a fucking waste of time. I don't know America top team, other than the people that are showing up at Dynamite every week, but tell me, who who are they going to get? Who? 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 I heard elsewhere that Bobby Lashley is fucking in America top team. Is that true? You'll um, know. He was, I think. But Inform us, who's in America top team? Oh, fucking hell. Put that fucking bird in it, Paige Van Zandt, whatever her <laughs> name is. Hope I got that right. right. Hope I popped you for getting that right. Mikey, give me all your thoughts. Right, mate, look. I, can't, I, I don't know the full roster of America top team. I know that... Um, right, look. Put it out there. My initial thoughts were Dan Lambert has to be picked, right? Junior Dos Santos has been on every show and already had a match and he's wanting to get into wrestling, so definitely him. And Jorge Masvidal has been the one who's been kneeing everyone in the face. So there's your three. It can't be anyone else. 
Right, I know you've got fucking what's his name? There's an Austin Vanderford, whatever it's called. Um, Paige Van 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 Zant. Jesus Christ, it's easy for me to say. Paige Van Sant's again. Paige Van Zant. How the fuck did you get it right first time, and I've got it wrong fucking four times? Anyway, her husband. Uh, he was the one who's also on the ramp. He's got the big eye on his neck, big tattoo of an eye on his neck. But it won't be him. It's got to be Masvidal, Junior Dos Santos, and Dan Lambert. It has to be, man. Because he needs to get his comeuppance. Uh, do you know what? You see, after this is done, and it's going to be done at full gear, I'm going to miss Dan Lambert so much. I really hope they find something for him. I would love him on commentary. See, if you got rid of Jericho on Rampage and you put Dan Lambert on instead, He's perfect for that role. He's perfect for it. Anyway, the Sammy match, fucking great. In hindsight, right, which is always 2020, unlike my specky four-eyed self. In hindsight, Sammy winning by a roll-up's really clever booking because it still gives you that thing of like, okay, he got a lucky roll-up, right? He didn't really definitively smash Ethan Page, which means that you've still got a lot of competitiveness that's the wrong word. There's a lot of ifs and buts. It's all up in the air when not who would actually win definitively in this 5 on 5. So there you go. Um, happy with the result. Happy with the ending. And please, God, book it, Tony. We need Dan Lambert in that match. We've got a couple of promos, but I'm just going to rattle through them. Eddie Kingston, Daniel Bryanson. That's not right. Brian Danielson. <laughs> Talking about a Rampage match, we're going to get to Rampage in a mere 10 minutes or something, so don't worry about that. Then the Lucha Brothers cut a promo announcing that they're going to have a tag team title match against FTR at full gear. Is it a champion versus champion? Are all the belts on the line? Or is it just the AEW ones? Or what? I can't remember. Doesn't matter. We'll cover that later. But not this episode. Probably in a couple of weeks or whatever. We're going to move straight on to the fucking match of the show. Three really good matches in one shite MJF match. <laughs> this match, next one, Serena Deeb versus Hikaru Shida. It's not even a rematch for the sake of being a rematch. This is the TBS Women's Championship yes. Eliminator Qualifier yep. Tournament, whatever the fuck you call it. Jade's belt. But this match was fan-fucking-tastic. <laughs> I almost skipped it because sometimes I get tired, sometimes I want to skip a match, but I'm glad I didn't. It was a lot of good storytelling in this match again. Just Serena Deeb being an absolute cow. Usually I would call somebody a cunt, but I can't call her a cunt. She was being a cow. <laughs> Proper heel. All the good shit. <laughs> she was teasing using a chair. Even Hikaru Shida was teasing using the chair as a springboard to fucking deliver a near or something, but she didn't get that. She used the stairs instead. Fucking fantastic match. Loved it every minute of it. And then it fucking ends with a roll-up, which I'm not too fucking disappointed about. Hikaru Shida has redeemed herself. She has finally got her 50 wins, first female to achieve 50 wins. I think in AEW there's like six people all in that are over 50. So fucking big congratulations there. You say it as if it's a fucking proper competition. It's booked. We know it's a fucking show, Tony. <laughs> Cam, right? Work. You booked that shit. It's a work, but brother. But fair enough. She's got her 50. She's got her fucking plaque that is already broken half. Yep. Just fucking super glue it, mate. 
After the match, Serena Deeb jumps at Karushida, just starts sitting there with a the fucking chair. Then the officials come down, the referees, they're not doing anything. And for some reason it's Jerry Lynn that goes down and tells her to stop Jerry and she Lynn. listens to Jerry Lynn. I thought it would have been Dean Malenko because Dean Malenko was a man of a thousand holds. Hikaru Shida is the woman of a thousand... No, that was wrong. Serena Deeb's the woman of a thousand holds. He's gave her that moniker. It should. It would be cool if they teased like a... He's mentoring her or something. Even though she's not even needing a mentor. She's a veteran in the industry already. But there's definitely going to be more to this feud than this match, isn't there? So... Hikaru Shida has advanced. She's going to be fighting Nyla Rose in the next yes. round of the tournament for the TBS Championship. Yep. Do you think she's going to be fit enough to make it? Do you think she'll be carrying an injury? Yeah, definitely. Or do you definitely. think they'll pull her and Nyla Rose will get a bye into the next round? Oh, maybe. Or will Serena be a replacement? I doubt that's happening. You don't fucking... You don't do that for the heel. But... What's your thoughts, Mikey? How much did you love this match? Answer, a lot. <laughs> and what's your thoughts on Hikaru Shida versus Nyla Rose? Is that... That's a match that's happened before, wasn't it? They fought for the AEW Women's Champion yeah, yeah. ages ago. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, huge feud. Let me know, Mikey. Yeah, man, they had a massive feud. That was like... <clears throat> she won the belt off of Nyla. So... Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's a good throwback. Uh, Nyla's going to want to kick her fucking head in. And her head's already been kicked in by Serena Deeb. So, (laughs) am I looking forward to it? Yes. Is she going to come into the fight carrying an injury? Of course she is. Is she going to get her fucking head kicked in? Yes. And um, I think Nyla getting a bye would be shit. Uh, Karashira's got to come in, do the kind of go out in her shield baby face thing that's what I think um yeah she got her win back I mean, this match was fucking great wasn't it it was fucking great and I, I love hearing you fucking fawn over the women's wrestling because a lot of the time it's not your cup of tea in A-dub I know you love it in WWE um so yeah man this has been fucking great it's, it's, it's always nice to get a big women's match that doesn't include Brett Baker. <laughs> so, yeah. Loved it. Next up, Ten gets squashed <laughs> by a blade. He <clears throat> did not do himself any favours with that. That looked like a right fucking nasty botch of a blade oh, job. Oh, fuck yeah. But he wasn't fighting the blade. He was fighting Moxley. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what we're supposed to be doing. Like, if we're supposed to be cheering Moxley. I like Moxley. I was fucking like Moxley. Yeah. But he makes his way to the ring. He fucking batters the crowd with a barricade trying to get in and out. Like, hits some guy twice with the barrier. Like, what the fuck, man? Get a grip. <laughs> gets to the ring. Ten fucking gets a bit of offense. He does some fucking sweet German suplexes. Moxley gets the upper hand. Absolutely destroys Ten. Rips his mask off, which, by the way, is these old masks. It's like the Joker mask. Yeah. The purple and the green I don't like that mask. That's a shite mask. I prefer yeah. the Deathstroke one. Yes. It's like half white, half purple, I think. Yeah, that's better. But we know why he wore this fucking Joker mask. Because Moxley ripped that apart. Mm-hmm. He bit 
Ten's head, which wasn't a disqualification, apparently. Ten fucking blades makes it look gruesome. Moxley hits him with a paradigm shift, gets the win in what a three minute match, if that. Yeah. So Moxley advances in the AEW Eliminator Tournament and he will be fighting Orange Cassidy next. I don't know if these two have fought one on one before, have they? Orange Cassidy and Moxley? Maybe, Maybe not. Maybe, probably. But I'm excited for that match. Speaking of excitement, I'm also excited for John Moxley's book, Mox, yes. coming out digital copy November the 2nd and a physical release on like December the 8th or something. Yeah. It's on my Christmas I'm list. tempted just to say fuck it and go buy the digital copy and just smash it out in a couple of, we- couple of weeks. I was going to say days, but I don't fucking read. It'll take me weeks to get through that cunt. Mikey, what did you make of this squash match? Are you excited for Orange Cassidy Moxley? Yeah. I've got a theory of a prediction where Moxley goes ahead, wins the tournament, Hangman beats Kenny Omega, and it's going to be John Moxley versus Hangman Adam Page, and Ten gets involved in that match, causes Moxley the belt, because Moxley put... 10 out ages ago with an injury and now he's just absolutely beasted him again and that could get you a decent feud between these two maybe but we'll see, time will tell are you excited about the book? have you seen any of the spoilers of the book? I've seen two pages the first one was the opening chapter of Brody Lee stuff and the second one I saw was just as he was getting ready to leave WWE. Read them. They were fucking... They gripped me. So I'm excited for this book, mate. What are your thoughts? Yeah, man, the book's on my Christmas list, so uh, I'm trying to avoid spoilers as much as I can. Um, Can't wait for it. I can't wait for it. I did see that um, opening page for the Brody Lee thing, and that was me going like, okay, read nothing else, man. Wait until you get the book, and I'll probably smash out in a day. Um, So yeah, definitely exciting for that. Uh, yeah, Mox was a complete fucking wank in this match, wasn't he? Uh, we had all maskless wrestling, we had all blade wrestling. Um, he's on the warpath, and I fucking love it. Um, the crowd love it. That's the problem, right? You get Moxley to go on the warpath, and he's a cunt, and everyone loves it, right? And the only way you can get him booed is if he smashes. The only way you could really turn him heel is if he interfered and stopped Hangman winning the belt at full gear. That's the only way you're going to get him over as a heel. Until then, he'll be a tweener for life. And that's fine. That's totally fine. Make him antagonistic to everyone, but still let us cheer for him. That's what we want. That's what we want to see with Moxley. That's what he is. He's a fucking... He's a bad guy that we like. Orange Cassidy versus Moxley. Am I excited for that? Is the Pope a fucking Catholic? Does a bear shit in the woods? Does the Pope shit in the woods? The answer to all? Very much so. Very, very much so. Next up, Cody Rhodes is in the ring. He cuts a promo. And call me a mark, but I like the promo. Okay. He just fucking said that as it was. He said, I know what you are all saying. You all think I'm going to turn heel. You think I'm going to fucking take the easy way out. You think I'm going to give myself a championship match. That ain't happening, brother. I'm Cody fucking Rhodes and I do what I say I'm going to do. And he just bragged about how his fucking wife's banging 
his family are all fucking wrestling legends and he's still got all the fucking all the skills. He's he's gonna be here for a while. He's definitely gonna turn heel soon, but when is soon? I think by summer twenty twenty two we're gonna have heel Cody Rhodes and then twenty twenty three he's gonna be fucking champion. But he cuts his promo, Andrade comes out, Andrade says, the fans don't like you, I don't like you, I don't like the fans, the fans don't like me, and you've got an absolutely fucking stupid tattoo on your neck, (laughs) which is fair enough because Cody didn't mention that, but everybody's been saying that Cody's got an absolutely stupid tattoo on his neck, so does Fuego too, but Fuego too just accepts it. (laughs) Andrade's getting ready to fight Cody, lights go out, lights go on, Malachi Black's there, they start beating down on Cody, then Pac shows up to save Cody, then the officials come out, split everything up, and we get announced that it's going to be Andrade versus Cody next week. Surely Pac and Malachi Black need to get involved somewhere. Do you think we're going to get a tag match at full gear between all four of these guys? Hmm. Something needs to happen. But what did you make of the promo? Are you excited for Cody Andrade? We'll cover it at the end. Are any of these cunts going to be fighting at full gear? Maybe the buy-in or something? Let me know, mate. You know what, man? I like that idea. I like the idea of... Uh, do you know what? I just started saying it and I realised that it's fucking daft. Right. Wrestling-wise, I like the idea of these guys in a tag match. Story-wise? Why is Pack with Cody... Is there a B in the Elite thing I'm missing, guys? Do I need to watch more wrestling than I already do? My missus would say no. But I'm starting to feel like the answer is yes. Yes, yes. Um, Pac, Cody, I hate that partnership. Um, Andrade, Malachi, I like that partnership. I hope they win the feud. They're not going to. Um, okay, let's talk about Cody's promo. Look, so you liked it, man, and that's totally fine, and I get why people like it, right? I do get why people like it. Personally, it wasn't my cup of tea, and the reason it wasn't my cup of tea was I don't like... Right, let's word this better, because I was going to say I don't like kayfabe breaking, right? That's not strictly true. I like kayfabe bending, as in, I liked CM Punk's pipe bomb, where it was like blood in the lines. We can watch real and what's fake, right? I like that. I like the odd fourth wall breaking that John Cena does now and again when he comes back and says things about like, oh, you know, um, they always wanted me to turn heel, but I never would. And then he always pulls it back in. You always got to pull it back in, right? Because, got to remember, this is a show, right? And you can't, you, you can't always go out and say, this is all fake, guys. This is all fake. Just keep remembering this is all fake. Because I, I don't want to be reminded of that all the time. So, look. He came out. He kind of went along lines of, fuck kayfabe. I'm never going to be a heel. Stop booing me. I'm the good guy. In real life, I'm such a good dude. And I'm not a fan of that style of kayfabe breaking. I don't like... He used the word narrative... And I don't like them bringing up, like, uh, well, I don't like them bringing up the narrative. I like it to be like, look, fine, you all know what I'm saying. 
you get it. I don't have to fucking say it out loud and then pull it back into being like, and that's why I'm going to be a good guy and I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Don't, uh... Don't work yourself into a shoot, brother, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I guess that's what a fucking wise man once said. Um, This segment ended with Pac cross-legged in the middle of the ring, waving his middle fingers, his tongue waggling about. It was fucking amazing. I want that as the background of my fucking my fucking laptop, mate. Phenomenal. Okay, I'll do it. It's time for the main event. Yes. We have the Ghostbusters versus <laughs> the Rejects. <laughs> it is the Elite versus the Dark Order. Why did the Dark Order not do a fucking group costume? I don't get it. Yeah. But the Elite Ghostbusters, good costumes. The song absolutely hated the song it was shite oh man i need to listen to it again i just i wasn't in on it at all i liked it the match was fucking fun it was a lot of silly bollocks in the match yeah and i'm sure the fucking ref rick knox saw michael nakazawa getting involved in hitting a splash on somebody on the outside looked square at it and didn't dq anybody and the commentary team just kind of brushed it off as, ah, oh, he's busy, he's got a lot on his plate, he can't possibly keep track of a 10-man tag match. <laughs> just checking his bank account. If he can't keep track of a 10-man tag match, they better not put him in the fucking inner circle America top team match at full gear. Yep. And I'll be raging, because he's just proved that he's fucked it off. <laughs> anyway, silly bollocks, good match. Kenny Omega hits the Snapdragon duplex. We've yep. got the t-shirts made up. Absolutely. As soon as we get his P.O. box, we'll send him out all the t-shirts. There was a bit of tension teased between Kenny Omega and Adam Cole when Kenny was going to do the camel clutch and have the young bucks run the ropes. Adam Cole says to him, no, 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 you fucking go take care of evil and or some kind over there. I've got this. Then Adam Cole locks in the camel clutch and the young bucks do their stuff. And Kenny just looked a bit fucking bewildered there, so... yeah. There's a feud happening when, I mean, I know they do long-term booking, but I want this sooner rather than later. The guy who came out in the Dark Order horse costume comes down to the ring. The elite thinking he's here to fuck shit up. They grab him, they pull him in the ring, they hit like the four-way BTE trigger, whatever the fuck they call it, on him. Rip the mask off and it's Brandon Cutler. All fucking gagged and taped up just how we like him. We get that fucking classic shot where Matt Jackson's just looking a bit like, hold on, if this is a, <laughs> if this is Brandon Cutler, then who's big fucking sugar puff daddy marshmallow man <laughs> right behind him? It's the hangman. It's Adam Page. He hits the dead eye on Matt Jackson. John Silver crawls in, gets the win. One, two, three. Winners of your match, the Dark Order. Yep. All happy. All celebrating. Dynamite goes off the air, but we've got two more weeks, so what could possibly happen on the next Dynamite? Because we get fuck all about it on Rampage. So, Mikey, I didn't cover any spots because this match was just too fucking hectic to keep track of. If you got spots that you liked, what did you make of the costumes? For some reason, I think you're going to absolutely pop the fact that Colt Cabana was dressed up as Brandon Cutler. What did you make of the result? Are the Elite in trouble? Is there tension building in the Elite? Is the Dark Order stronger than ever now that their cowboy hero is back? 
are you buzzing for Full Gear's main event yet? Yeah. Of course we are. We're all buzzing. Let me know all your thoughts on Dynamite, mate. Right, man, let's talk about it. Look, Johnny Hungy got the champion's pin here. He got the really slow one, two, and a half, and a three quarters, and a three. I love that. Right. It kind of parries the other guy, but it's cool. Um, do you know what, man? You read my mind. My favourite costume was Cole Cabana as Brandon Cutler. How the fuck did you know that? Because we didn't, we didn't text about this, so... Mate, I'm actually... I'm quite uh, touched that you knew that, mate. Quite touched. Mate, good show. Silly bollocks main event. Really enjoyed it. <sighs> yeah, a couple of squashes on there. Fine. Um, women's match was brilliant. The opening match was good. Good show, man. It's a good show. And we're just firing straight into Rampage, kicking it off with Brian Danielson versus Eddie Kingston. And this, I'm sure they're recording Rampage and Dynamite, and I think they're even getting an episode of Dark in there as well. The crowd are going to be absolutely fucking done in after all of this, because this was another fucking fantastic match. And at this point, at this point, I'm just concerned about Brian Danielson's chest, man. Every time he gets in a match, absolutely. his chest comes out absolutely red raw. It's lit up. I mean, how we say if Dustin or Cody's in a match, they're going to bleed. If Brian Danielson's in a match, you know his chest is getting absolutely abused <laughs> like an altar boy on Easter Sunday. <laughs> it just... I'm more concerned about his chest shots than I am about his concussions at this point because... He can take a concussion. That chest is not going to last much longer. He's going to get something absolutely fucked there. He's fucking hard. But both men beat the fuck out of each other. So much so that Eddie Kingston can't even stay standing to receive a running knee off of Brian Danielson. Eddie Kingston gets up, hits him with a big fucking back fist, and the two of them fall to the mat. But Brian Danielson just locks in the triangle chokehold, and Eddie Kingston doesn't tap out. He just flips off Brian until he passes out and the ref has to call a stop to the match. So Brian Danielson wins and he is going to be taking on the winner of Moxley versus Orange Cassidy. It's not been done yet but our thoughts are all going to be Moxley, isn't it? It needs to be. But mate, absolutely fucking brilliant match. What did you make of it? How are you feeling about Brian Danielson going ahead? He's another one of these guys that needs to take a loss at some point. Who's the first person to give him a loss? Could it be Orange Cassidy? Could it be John Moxley? Tune in at full gear, and that's when we'll find out. But I'm not going to stop there, because we've got to ad break and we come straight back, and it's CM Punk cutting a promo backstage with Tony the Shagger, and all you can hear is Eddie Kingston cursing fucking this shit, that, and that's a good thing about us having the podcast I can say cunt and fucking all that and I don't need to get bleeped out I don't need to apologise for my language even though I should Eddie, if you want to swear, get a podcast mate get your own podcast and you can swear all you want Absolutely. but that pissed off CM Punk because he didn't get time to do an interview with Tony the Shagger so we've no idea what, Tony, what CM Punk was going to say but this has to build for a fucking match at full gear doesn't it? oh yeah and if you've seen Tony Khan's notebook last month like I did, I'm sure it said CM Punk versus Wardlow. But CM Punk 
versus Eddie Kingston could be a very fucking good shout. Yeah. Would you be excited for that? Absolutely. So what's your thoughts, mate? Are you excited if it would be Eddie Kingston, CM Punk? What's your thoughts if it's Brian Danielson versus Moxley or Brian Danielson versus Orange Cassidy? Got that out in the end. Yep. What about the match? What were your thoughts? Tell me everything running through that mind of yours right now, Mikey. No worries. Right, let's talk about it. Let's talk the match first, right? I had that as my first note was every match Brian has, his chest gets lit up with chops. It's becoming a running joke now. Um, This match was fucking violent. It was fun. It was heavy going. Eddie got the Brock Lesnar Undertaker finish. Um, where he passed out in a hell's gate, flipping the cunt off. Great. <clears throat> Fucking loved it, man. Um, CM Punk backstage. See this thing, right? Eddie Kingston throwing loads of F-bombs at him. I don't think that was planned to be as aggressive as it was, right? I think it caught Punk off guard. So, apparently, John Moxley said that um, he amped Eddie up before Eddie came back quite amped up after his match. And then Moxley started going like, ah, look at this stupid... Right, and I'm quoting here. He said, look at this stupid Whole Foods shopping vegan motherfucker. Beat his fucking ass. Pointing a punk. So Eddie gets let loose. I think he came in a bit early and started screaming like, fuck you, man, fuck you, and all the stuff that he shouldn't really be saying. <laughs> Tony the Shagger was like, oh my god, you can see in his eyes. And CM Punk's like, oh, okay, okay. Um, you're very unprofessional. <laughs> Which makes me think that Eddie wasn't supposed to swear at him. But um, outside of that, it's a total work. Um, Do you know what, man? I I have been thinking about this, right? I have been thinking about this. Uh, Eddie versus Punk. What if, right, Punk loses to Eddie at full gear? Okay? That gives him his loss, takes the monkey off his back, gives Eddie a huge rub, right? I don't think... Just imagine it. And then you've got the finale of this fucking tournament and it's John Moxley versus Brian Danielson right in the final of this tournament and Brian Danielson wins right so you've got Moxley goes on a fucking rampage right and maybe he helps Eddie Kingston hand Punk his first defeat whatever right Eddie beats Punk that's that monkey off his back Brian uh, Brian Danielson Brian I did the same thing as you um, goes on to fight Paige and Hangman fucking gives him his first L. He fucking buckshot lariats the fucking head off him. But it hits his chest so hard it goes blue. Look, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying that I'd love that to happen. All in all, I'm into all this, mate. I'm into it. The penultimate match of this week Ooh. was another good match. It was Dante Martin versus Matt Seidel. This was originally supposed to be a tag match with Dante Martin and Leo Rush taking on the Seidel brothers, but unfortunately Mike Seidel went out with an injury. Hopefully it's nothing too bad and he'll return soon. Again, it was a decent match. Fucking Dante Martin, 20 years old. This boy is an absolute fucking superstar. He's an athlete. AEW've got a fucking wee golden goose here, and they're treating him well. He beats... Matt Seidel with a double springboard moonsault. It looked absolutely class. But I feel like they missed an opportunity here because I was, I'm was i sure I was paying attention for the match and Leo Rush did not get involved at all. But that's how you should have got Dante Martin that win. Don't let Dante Martin see that Leo Rush cheated and got the win for him inadvertently or whatever, but 
that could have been something. Leo Rush could have been like, oh, Dante, you need me to fucking get your wins up or whatever. And Leo Rush is cheating for him without Dante Martin knowing that builds a feud. That could have been something there. But instead, we get a straight win. Now is Dante Martin and Leo Rush on opposite sides as Matt Seidel? Was this just a competitive match? Or are they all actually feuding now? I'm excited to see more. Dante Martin is a fucking wee... I say wee's fucking massive, lanky, <laughs> athletic as fuck. He's got all the tools, and I want to see more of him. What were your thoughts on this match, mate? This match was just two workhorses going at it, man. Dante got a win. Is Matt Seidel just a jobber to the stars? It feels like that's all he is, right? He's good. He's not good enough to win. Um, Dante Martin's on a streak. I'm excited to see this, man. Um, there's going to be an eventual uh, face turn Leo Rush feud here as well, which would be cool. I'm actually kind of enjoying Leo Rush as a manager here. Yeah, I'm into it. It's early days. See how it goes. And here we go. The main, 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 main event <laughs> of Rampage. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD versus Abaddon in a no DQ match. And I'm sure they said if Abaddon wins, she gets added to a title match or she gets a future title match against Britt Baker. But let's not get any fucking... Let's not get <laughs> our hopes up yet. Because it was a fucking... Another great match. Another... Was it a great... Right, it wasn't a great match, but it was a good match. It was a solid match. It was an entertaining match. Yeah. With stupid daft shit yep. that Mikey loves. Silly bollocks. And the stupid daft shit that I love is that they get the table out and Britt Baker tries to put Abaddon through a table twice and the table went into business for itself, no-sold <laughs> two spots and just didn't break. And eventually they just gave up, like, nah, fuck that. That table is not made to be broken. And they just continued with the match, as you would. And Abaddon goes round and gets the thumbtacks out from under the ring. And you know, as soon as the thumbtacks come out, shit's about to go down. So we get a few bumps with the thumbtacks. Britt Baker goes to lock in the lockjaw on Abaddon. Then she realises, hold on, this is a fucking zombie and I'm about to stick my hand in her mouth. That's not happening. Aye. And Abaddon goes, what the fuck are you on about? Of course it's happening. And starts biting Britt Baker's hand. Very creative reversal or offence or whatever. I love that. That was a fantastic spot. Yeah. Then, of course, it's Britt Baker. She's got her fucking goons, Rebel and Jamie Hayter at ringside. They start getting involved. And Britt Baker wins with a wee fucking shitty roll-up. But it's an ODQ match, so you can't complain too much about it. Other than that, we had the good spot of Britt Baker putting the fucking thumbtacks in Abaddon's mouth and hitting her with a kick. I love that spot. It gives me the absolute fear, but a great spot nonetheless. But Britt Baker wins, leaves the ring, happy as you can. She doesn't need to defend her belt against Abaddon, but she does need to defend it against... Is it Anna J or is it Ty Conte that she's going to be fighting at full gear? Ty Conte. No, Anna I can't Jane. remember. Let me know, Mikey. Which one I is she remember. defending at full gear? Ty Conte. So that's us finally got to the end of all the matches of this week in AEW. A lot of fucking bangers in there, mate. Aye. So what did you make of the main, 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 main event? Main event. Of course, Britt Baker wins, so you'll be buzzing off your wee tits. 
Abaddon. Are you sold on Abaddon? Oh, or I... is this gimmick just one too much for you? Oh, nah, I like it. Or could Abaddon be Sister Abigail? Oh, God. And your man Bray Wyatt comes in and sides with her? Could that be a thing? Hope not. <laughs> ah, let me know, mate. Right, man. Um, so the start of this, you had your usual Mark Henry with the fucking Zoom call uh, press conference thing just before it. And he's like, so Britt Baker starts giving it a shtick about how, oh, yeah, look, no DQ, I've got my pals. Uh, we're not scared of a fucking zombie. And then he turns to goes, yeah, Abaddon, do you have anything to say? And she just, like, seethes into the thing, like... <laughs> and he's like, Abaddon doesn't have a comment. I was, fuck me, I was fucking screaming. Funny as fuck. <laughs> um, a trick or treat, no DQ. The treat being Abaddon wins, she gets a title match. Because, as we all know, zombies don't want brains. What do they want? Championships. Um, the trick, it's an ODQ. Right? Cool. Whatever. Look, look, right, okay, look. You're Britt Baker, right? It's an ODQ match. You've been booked to fight a literal zombie, an undead creature of the night. Get out the Glock, man. Give it the fucking Arn Anderson treatment. Get that bitch lit up with fucking bullets. That's what I say. Pop a cap in her ass. Right, this is a bit that I thought was nuts. You had the tax down. Abaddon does a fucking uranagi onto Britt Baker, onto the tax. Then, you've said it already, tax in the mouth, kick to the head, lockjaw with the tax. You're, you've been through it all. Good match. Silly bollocks. It's Halloween, man. It was spot on, right? Whenever WWE do the Halloween matches... Why do I always keep moaning? Because of shit, that's why I keep moaning about it. They, they always make it like a kid-friendly... Do you know what it's like? See the 10-man tag on Dynamite. That is what WWE do. But they did it better, right? Because it was more fun that pushed the storyline forward, right? This was bonkers. And I loved it. Um, Rampage was fun. It felt... You know what? I were a wrestling goes past really quick and I like that. It's refreshing to have just like a wham bam, thank you ma'am, fucking three matches, a couple of promos and that's it done. It's nice, it's like I can't deal with you can't deal with a three hour show and a two hour show man, you need a two hour show and a one hour show, that's spot on. Absolutely fucking tickety boo. So yeah, overall mate really good week of wrestling on the AEW front. Right, I've got about six matches, five or six matches here. So, there's going to be more announced before we get this put out, but fuck it. Well, let's go with what we've got. Dynamite matches first. We've got Anna J versus Jamie Hayter. I don't know if that is for the TBS yes, champ, it is. Uh, tournament. Yes, yeah, Or if this is just a feud for Anna J and Britt Baker before their match at Full Gear. But who am I taking? Because Anna J will have Ty Conte. Jamie Hayter will probably have Rebel and Britt Baker. Anna J for the win. Okay. Who are you picking, mate? I was going to say Jamie Hayter, but then I thought there's a lot of fucking heels going through here, right? Um, she just going to get knocked out by Nyla Rose. Um, who else is a face that's in this tournament? I mean, I, I guess you got Thunder Rosa, don't you? Fuck it, I'll take Jamie Hayter just for the fun. We've got our semi 
our final semi-final of Orange, Cass- Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley. Um, John Moxley, he's on a fucking hot streak. Nah, he's got to be. His book's out very soon. They want to promote that. Moxley for the win. Totally agree. Moxley's going to win. Um, it's going to be a great match. I can't wait. And I think Moxley might do dastardly deeds to win. But we'll see how it goes. Final match that we've got for Dynamite is Cody versus Andrade. Yeah. Andrade doesn't have that many wins. He needs another win. And Malachi Black could get involved. But then if you've got Arn Anderson... Ooh. I'll take Andrade. No, no, fuck you. You can have Andrade. I'll take Cody. I'll take my boy Cody Rhodes. Cool. Well, Andrade, I just feel like... <clears throat> No, I mean, Cody's going to win, I know you're right. But I'll take Andrade. Why not? Malachi Black in to fucking seal the deal. Yeah, that could set up the match at full gear. I'll take Andrade. Then we shoot on over to Friday Night Rampage. We've got Red Velvet taking on the bunny. I'm sure this is a TBS Championship qualifier, eliminator tournament, whatever the fuck they're calling it. And I'll take the bunny because... Oh, no, wait, the bunny... Is pals with who's that other bird? Penelope Ford. It's Penelope Ford. The bunny <laughs> is pals with Penelope Ford, so she'll be there. But Red Velvet is now pals with Ruby Soho. Ruby, Ruby Soho. Ho. <laughs> so I'll take Red Velvet. I'll take Red Velvet. I'm taking Red Velvet as well, more because I think we need some faces pushed through. So. Uh, I'm taking Red Velvet. The bunny um, doesn't need it. And the final match that I've got for next week is John Silver versus Adam Cole. And if you watch Being the Elite, this is a match that's it's going to pull at the heartstrings because every week John Silver just wants to be pals with Adam Cole. He's giving him pointers. He's saying, please join the Dark Order. Be pals with us. Call yourself Budge, because we live in them Budge. We've already got an Adam in the group. You can't have an Adam and a Budge. Well, you can, because it wants him to be Budge. Um, I think Adam Cole's going to win, but I love the boy John Silver, so I want John Boy Silver. Yeah, you know what, man? Adam Cole's going to win. <laughs> Definitely going to win. Um, I love John Silver. You know I do. He's a fucking boy of the show, but Adam Cole, baby... Is going to win. So that's everything for next week. That's everything for last week. But before I sign off, Wyndham Rotunda, his non-compete is finally over. I know you're absolutely buzzing about this, Mikey. Yeah. And I'm sure just round about the time that we put this podcast out, he's going to be on Talk as Jericho. He's going to be on Oro Sessions with Rene Paquette. He'll have shown up somewhere. By the time, oh, he could, he could end up on Dynamite, he could end up on Rampage, maybe at Impact, but he's getting more vocal on Twitter and I know you're going to be buzzing your wee tits off about that. (laughs) So, Mikey, if you've got any more final thoughts about Wyndham Rotunda, share them with us now and everyone else, thanks for listening again. We love each and every one of yous. Take care of yourselves. Mind what you're doing. Your pay-per-view thrill, Randy Phil, is out because he's away for the night shift and he is shattered. Take care, everyone.
Randy fell out. Do you know what, man? Do I have much to say about Wind and the Thunder that I haven't already said? No. Bring it on. That's all I can say. Fucking bring it on. Let's see what, what he's got up his sleeve. Um, Great week of wrestling. Looking forward to full gear. Can't wait. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, thanks, Randy, for taking part. And, yeah. Lots of love to all you guys out there. All you sweaty marks. You can catch us on our link tree. Snapdragon Duplex. Fuck it. Google us, man. You'll find us. And um, that's it for me, Mikey Mac. Out. <laughs>